This is Megadads Live episode 116. On today's show, we're going to be talking all about Assassin's Creed Mirage, more Marvel hints from Insomniac. We're going to have super positives, and we're going to be talking about Will and his adventures watching dogs hump on a farm. That's that's what our show is. I sound like um, shit every episode. That's my other feedback. I don't know why. What was the other feedback? I sound that like you shit sound every like episode. Shit? In what yeah, way? My audio. I don't know. Just listen to it. It sounds like I'm going like this. That's how. To be sounds. fair, you do do that. I mean, I you deep throat your mic like every other episode. That yeah, you do that do might that have something to do with it. Mega Dads Live is a mature rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go. How how is Will? How is life back in the uh, real world? Where were no, you? I don't good. know. I missed I was, this. Where, did you tell me? I was me picturing like home? the Evil Dead cabin. Oh, you. I mean, I think the Evil Dead cabin would have been nicer. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. You went camping? Mm-hmm. No. You broke Liz, down. Liz's dad Leslie. came down, Uh-oh. and he rented the. He's fine. Yeah, he's sure. Fine. Wink, I don't, I don't, wink. It's fine. He's fine. Uh-oh. Like, yeah, whatever. And he he had told us that he had rented this cabin. Mm. Cabin was definitely overselling it. How many rooms? <laughs> one one room, right? Uh, it was one room. One, four. Mm. Four of them. And one of those is a bathroom. Slash kitchen. <laughs> so it didn't go too well the the amenities were lackluster it, it it wasn't for me so my dad had a friend and he's like oh he has this house let's go stay there you know save a buck i think it was like in near galena or wisconsin some shit so we go and we we park the car and we're like this looks a little weird like the front lawn is like just dirt and like oh he they're like oh he's just building the house <laughs> or whatever we walk in there's no drywall it's just metal beams you can see from the front door all the way out to the back of the house and then what? there was there were steps but it was just the wood of it like wood just, steps it's just the bones of and, down the studs, and there huh? was a second floor where we slept and there was <laughs> Like there were no railings, like it was just like the frame of the house, and there was an just break into a construction site, dude. My yeah, my little... mom was pissed because she's all like, "You brought us out here. You said that like whatever, like like you're so cheap, blah blah blah." But this house had a, there was an animal inside, and it would go. I think it was. Wait, a, hang on, hang on. Was it supposed to be there? No. Okay, so, go on. So, you know, we're trying to make the best of it after a while. They had, like, uh, we had brought a Monopoly board, you know, like, just <laughs> after a while, like, because it was cold. We tried there. to make the best of it. <laughs> we brought Monopoly. <laughs> there, there was no insulation. Very different definitions. <laughs> it, was, it was, like, no insulation. So it was cold as shit. So we're, like, playing games, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we all see it at the same time. It just goes and like knocks over a, like a paper or whatever. And we're all freaking out. And it was just like, it was in there. And we slept like that because we couldn't get it. So we were upstairs and we just knew that fucker was down there. And we were just like a standoff. And we left the next morning. And that this was- is just the part of the movie where everyone says, get out of the house. Isn't it crazy, dude? Well, get out what, of the house. What were you there for? My dad was like, oh, we're going to go on a vacation. We're going to stay at my friend's house. He builds a nice house up there. Did not tell my mom or us that it was under construction. There was no there was no drywall. No, was I would say it's, it's worse wires, than that. Dude. He said built. He used the past tense. There was just a lie. There was no nothing in there. It was just the beams and you could see the electrical wires just straight there. My mom was so pissed. And it, it was like, oh my God. Like it was dangerous as fuck, dude. It was great. <laughs> that Good sounds times. like a great <laughs> HGTV show. Yeah. It, it could happen. 
well, how your house survival? Like, how long could you live in this? Yeah, ranch-shacked house. You got all these. You got all these uh, yuppie assholes in their tiny houses. Now the new thing is going to be unfinished house. Okay, so this this cabin that my father-in-law rented. That's a nice way to put it. It is. It turns out it was. He said it was. You know, the owner had a farm. You know, they live out in the middle of nowhere. It's uh, not a whatever. Get there. Their house, the people who own the property, their house was like immediately next door to this shack that he had rented. Oh, no. <laughs> and there are just dogs and chickens and turkeys oh. all over the property doing whatever they please. <laughs> You're on their territory. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, that's not a great, not a great start. Not a great start. So get inside, find the room where my wife and I will be sleeping. (laughs) The closet with like, it's little like pull door of like the kind of folding, like you pull it apart and then like it closes back up. Uh Uh, It had a closet like that, but the closet just had a toilet and a sink in it. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. A closet toilet. <laughs> and like it's it was the toilet was so close to the wall that you had to like shit at an angle. <laughs> you had to like kinda go side saddle on this stupid thing. Oh I've never yeah. done that. What's no, that it, like? Uh it's not great. It's got cheap ass flooring in it. There are at least three just cavernous holes underneath it, and the flooring is the only thing between <laughs> me and oblivion. <laughs> in at least three different places. None of them were in the room where I was sleeping, thank God. So it's like, okay, I'll walk around a little bit. And, you know, they gave us permission. It's like, you, like all the dogs are cool. You can pet the dogs. That psychs me out. I like, I like dogs. There are these two. Their job, I guess, is to watch the chickens. They are both big... Uh, no, the big white fluffy ones. Oh, it starts with a P. Fuck, I knew it a minute ago. Palm, pomegranate. Yeah, pa- big pa- pa- two. These two big pomeranians. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> Those are too small. Um, but anyway, they're 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 big dogs. Two pickle know. huffers. <laughs> Let me finish the story, and then you know they jump up on the little fence, and you know you can pet them, scratch them behind the ears, and you know. Tell them they're good boy. dog stuff. Yeah. So I pet this dog, and there's another one in there, and he's he's not. They're not interested in what I'm selling, which like whatever. I'll pet this dog. So I finish. I step back. The dog I just pet goes over to the other dog, and just starts ramming him. Just starts ramming his. Ass. This dog just starts going to town on this other dog. Holy shit! The other dog is just taking it. I'm like. What? Why? Down on the farm? Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> so I pet a dog and then the dog did a crime or at the very least a sin and I had to watch that happen. Um, <laughs> was this all in the closet? <laughs> no, no. No, this was thankfully not in the closet. One of these dogs would not have fit in the bathroom closet. The closet bathroom. The closet bathroom. Oh my god, this is great. (laughs) And like, (laughs) and I just hear from like, I guess off to my left somewhere where you know where farm work is done. Like, yeah, they do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) So now. Wait, it's like, just it's normal. The, it's the fine. Far, the farm person's like watching them smoking a cigarette, watching you. Probably watching them. me. Oh my god! This <laughs> and is, then I guess this is can foul. tell at a distance from my body language that I'm taken aback by what happens. But by also, what has just happened. but also like a car crash, you slow down and focus a little on bit. It. And oh it's like, yeah, god. that happens. We don't want to make any sudden movements and ruin the mood. <laughs> oh wow, that sounds like a time and a half. Uh, you guys, you guys it have the was. best vacations. And then, 
Okay. Yeah, um, it was a it was a rough and awkward week. I feel I feel queasy now, and I'm not sure if it was from that story. <laughs> Probably. Quick get to know you question. Okay, the people want to get to know us, and I think this question speaks to your sense of joy. Okay, in your life, I am so excited about Halloween, which is tomorrow. However. The Christmas decorations in this house go up day after. We keep hey. our Christmas decorations up from the day after Halloween. Halloween? Day after Halloween? Day after Halloween, November 1st, to Valentine's Day. Week of Valentine's Day, right after Valentine's Day, it's coming down. That's how we roll. When do you do your Christmas decorations? How soon? How long? you do it what's what's the christmas decoration schedule in your house okay i've only had them up until valentine's day one time by accident um i guess you could say by accident it was just being a lazy piece of shit (laughs) you know in an apartment but no it's usually up in that first week of november i'm not a thanksgiving person just oh yeah, that's right. I remember up. that about you. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, they go up that first week of November. Yep. Okay. See. Whenever is convenient, mm-hmm. and they come down after New Year's. Mm-hmm. They come down in January. It's, it's pretty good standard fare. I like that it goes up early, before well before Thanksgiving. Adam, uh, you're a curmudgeon. It goes up the day before Christmas. It comes down <laughs> fucking for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh-huh. We we will be either immediately before Thanksgiving or immediately after, depending on if we are in town or not for that holiday. Mm-hmm. So uh, in our family, we rotate uh, Thanksgivings. One year we do it here in Minnesota. One year we do it uh, at my wife's family's in Wisconsin. And this year we'll be going to Wisconsin. So the Christmas decorations will be going up before we leave for Thanksgiving. They will stay up typically right up until New Year's. Nice. My wife is like, I don't know. She gets a major bug up her ass about like, it's done. Christmas is done. Bringing and them down. She, she just tears that shit oh. down. And I don't argue because nine times out of ten, I don't even you. have to help her do it. She just does it. Oh. So I'm like, go it for it. her so much. Mm-hmm. That it has to come down right away. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I respect. Yeah. I respect the hell out of putting it up before you leave for Thanksgiving. Because you're not going to want to after. No. There's like a day or two's recovery from that nonsense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. Like you can't have it up after New Year's Day. Like they just come down. Uh, we like we dabbled with the idea of keeping it up year round because we love the joy of Christmas lights and 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 all of that but no i think there's no we have to have limits you have to have some self-control you know what i mean that's the only guaranteed way to suck all the joy and stuff out of it exactly it It still has to be special so only a quarter year that's where we're at i worked with somebody who um she had a christmas tree up it never came down Mm. and so like during COVID and everything when we would do like uh zoom calls for work (laughs) if she'd have her tree up in the background it'd be fucking july and I'm just like, what? Did the decorations change per season? Yeah, you have to. Not that I that. ever saw. Okay. Not that I oh, ever saw. Dude, that's it was just weird. like this fucking tree was just stagnant. It was just always there. Uh, you got to talk to someone. Stuff. Yeah, they might need help. And it's a real tree. It's all just like a. And she was Jewish. It's super. <laughs> 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 Hey everyone, it's Adam here from Megadads to tell you all about Zencaster. You know, I've been podcasting here at Megadads for almost 10 years. And after fumbling around and struggling with other programs and platforms, I'm happy to say that the team has settled right here with Zencaster to record all of our podcasts. Zencaster is incredibly easy to set up and use right out of the gate. You can get going with podcasts that have studio quality sound as well as high fidelity video for everyone on your 
podcast. And with built-in multi-track recording, your post-production work is gonna go off without a hitch. That multi-track recording is essential. It is the number one thing that you need for your podcast recording and editing. If you wanna do it right, you gotta do it with Zencaster. And with a suite of tools, your post-production work is gonna be so easy. You can take out awkward pauses. You can adjust your recording levels on all of your multi-tracks. You can take out that pesky background sound, all with the click of a button. It's incredibly easy to use. We use Zencaster for everything here at Megadads, from recording our episodes of Megadads Live, having team meetings. Even this advertisement right here is created with Zencaster. I honestly don't know why you'd use anything else. Isn't that right, Mabel? Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use the code Megadads. This is important now. Use the code Megadads. You're going to get 30% off of your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience that I do for all your podcasting and content creation needs. It's time to share your story. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use that code Megadads. You think you can make a better podcast than me? Place to start is Zencaster. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Before we talk about games, let's do our... Megadads being super positive. We're going to talk about the things that are bringing us joy to our lives outside the world of games. I am, I'm going to go first and I am just really excited that my kids are getting older. Like I, I am firmly be out, rid of them soon, Adam. I'm firmly out of that phase where they're like too young to understand shit, right? Like I can properly mm. shame them now and like give them a side <laughs> eye to get my point across. Like I don't have to be direct anymore. I am a person that likes and appreciates nuance. So like when my kids do something stupid, all I gotta do is like, and they get it. My daughter just turned six, um, just a couple days ago. And like, I, I just, I don't know. I had this realization, like, I mean, everybody has that moment of like, oh my God, they're growing up so fast. They're growing up so fast. But like, it kind of dawned on me that, that my kids like, understand how to communicate now my son who's nine is like a total wise ass uh my daughter yeah yeah, my daughter is like really picking up on shit they're both funny like they're both funny people and it's just (laughs) it's more fun to communicate with them now that they're getting older because it's it's not so black and white anymore right like you can you can just like jab back and forth with the kids now and i don't know it's just a lot of fun i i'm really appreciating this this time in their lives where uh just being around them is like it's just fucking entertaining it's so entertaining (laughs) i've i've your your son's very articulate he talks about games he's having a good time your daughter just does not respect you like at all at all (laughs) it's it's kind of hilarious and i and i look i look up to her in many ways um (laughs) but you know i i know exactly what you mean they they say the darndest things and then all of a sudden they just you can communicate with them on a whole different level and they're just right there with you are you you're letting them watch r-rated movies and all that stuff there's no like filters (laughs) or anything like that i mean you swear like a sailor on this show they're right there Hi, hi. Just, just overnight, it's like it's like somebody flips a switch, and all of yep. a sudden, it's it's a house full of smartasses. And mm-hmm. um, yep. anybody who listens to the show knows that I appreciate that. Antonio, what's your super positive? Similarly, uh, my daughter is blowing us away with her intellect. So it's gotten to the point where. You know how, like, when you're trying to keep something away from your kids, you'll spell it. So it's like, oh, should we should we let her stay home from S C H O O L? How do you spell heroin? <laughs> should we commit her to R E H A B? It's like, so I it got to the point where you know we're just talking and trying not to like give in to her for just like crying and just like. 
should we just let her have a C-O-O-K-I-E? She's like, I want a cookie! She knew exactly what I was saying. So she's learned all the important words, like, you know, present, like all these things. Like, all, I can't, Present, cookie, I can, hangover. I cannot yeah. spell things anymore. And it's, I don't know. So we know a little bit of Spanish, so we're speaking like broken Spanish to each other. And, <laughs> okay, and then, okay. And then, <laughs> last night she goes buenas noches and i'm just like oh my <laughs> god who the fuck is teaching you spanish i you i was stupid well i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know like so that's, that's so fun those first couple times when they pick up on something and you're like do they know oh they fucking know it's well, scary yeah, you get there but like those first couple times you're like do you know or is that just a good guess? Oh my god, she has context clues like down, like right, she, yeah. She understands everything, so it's it's hard because I mean, you need to keep some stuff away from your kids for a while. You know what I mean? Like S A N T A. You know what I'm saying? We we have parents listening to their kids, the bad parents that that let their kids listen in on this. So when you're talking about S A N T A. And all that, you know what I mean? Like you got to be real S E Q R T. You're you're confusing me now. This is too much. Too much yeah. spelling. Too much. Yeah. Okay. Now I know that when you said you can't spell anymore, you meant that literally. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> <cannot> not spelled. <laughs> I R E D G U D. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna attempt on that one. Will, what's your super positive? <laughs> wife's going to be upset about this my kid my son has started making these nuts jokes nice oh, oh my god are they good they are I, yeah <laughs> they're good he finds like this, the weird he, he did it he did it once and like was like oh like oh i wasn't supposed to do that and then she was like taken aback and I died. I just started laughing. <laughs> and then he took that as the green flag. Right. Yeah. Go. It's open season. I'm not sorry. I'm not <laughs> sorry. Humor is humor. It works for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could go for a good these these nuts joke at least once a day. Oh my god. Yeah. And I mean there was a point where it's like you gotta like no more than like three a day guy all yeah, right you have like to at wield that, that point power. Like, at that point it's like uh, with, and with great power strength. yeah great responsibility right it's like you need some filler material you know if you're gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage. I last, you played this. Last month, Antonio asked me if I was going to nut over this game, and I said I was. Uh, I did receive a code from Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed Mirage. It is the 13th entry, mainline entry, in the Assassin's Creed series. 13th. Uh... And so I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game properly since uh, three. I played Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's right, Creed. Right, we talked about that. We talked Brotherhood, about that. Assassin's Creed Revelations, Return and I played a little Creed. bit of three. And I said this is horseshit, and I bounced off the series. And um, so here it's been a long time. That was Xbox 360 era, and along comes. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is, again, the 13th entry in a series that has done everything and gone everywhere. And they're like, so Assassin's Creed, what do you got? What do you got new for me? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> and and you're like, hey, so is this going to be like that? That last? And they're like, no, it's not going to be like that last Assassin's Creed. It's going to be like that first Assassin's Creed. Um, so the whole conceit of Mirage is... They're stepping far away from the giant 500-hour RPG that Valhalla and Origins and Odyssey, Odyssey. were. 
and it's going to be a scaled back streamlined assassin's creed game or like that original trilogy era kind of game i'm gonna i'll just butt in real quick they keep saying they're going back to like that first game and stuff that always scared me because that game wasn't very good the first game was not good the first game was not good. The first game was, was not like good. It was like two and three when it like got started. Ranking. No, it was two. Two, <laughs> two was, was when it was good, and then it went bad on three again. As a, as when they entered the Ezio era, it was really good, and when they exited the Ezio era, it was done. Uh, as far as my perspective is, like uh, right, that's where that's my enjoyment point. ended. Um, and this, I think it's more of a mixed bag after that. But it very well could be, but I I was just like. Once I got out of it, Assassin's Creed is so steeped in uh, lore, right? Like, it is just so steeped in lore that once I got out, I was kind of nervous to even try to go back in. Especially once I heard that these games were like 500 freaking hour RPG, never-ending extravaganzas. Like, I just, no, I cannot do that. So when Ubisoft came out and made it a point of reference that this game is going to be like a 12-hour action-adventure game, I said, okay, okay, okay. Let me try to, to ease myself back into Assassin's Creed and see what I've been missing. And this game is, it's unabashedly just going back to that old formula. Uh, very scaled back. Uh, it goes back to the Middle East, so like the environment is very similar to the original Assassin's Creed game. Uh, everything looks very familiar. The, the I'll, I'll talk about some of the things that I don't like. Um, and one of those is is, is is a big deal for me. It's the story. The storyline in this game is very muddled. It is very hard to follow. Um, and it steps completely away from what I liked about Assassin's Creed, which is that blend of old world and new world, and how does the how do the events of the past um, affect what is happening in the present and the in the future timeline? And it's supposed to be like there's this this whole mythology and all these things happened long, long ago that that are um, affecting that current running storyline. That's what I loved about Assassin's Creed. I've played this game for about eight hours or so. It was the sci-fi aspect that like kept you hooked instead of it just being I loved another it. old school yeah. night game. It was an interruption between doing the Assassin's Creed part and but, then at the end it'd be like, ah, the piece of Eden was in the glove compartment. But I see. To me, to me, the whole point of it was the reason we were going to the past was to learn about the the threat in the present, right? Yep. And to try to learn about how what Ezio and Altair did affected that that story that has progressed through the eras. I've played about eight hours of this game, and they not once have left Baghdad um, in whatever the hell time period this is. They, they haven't even alluded to the fact that there is something beyond. Um, which I... I'm not a fan of. Uh, to me, it's just another assassin. It's just another dude doing shadowy shit, fighting the hidden order, which has been done in literally every single Assassin's Creed game ever, right? Um, that being said, I, I like the gameplay. I like the fact that um, it kind of leans into a, uh, an older uh, an older style of gameplay like it, it, it feels old but it feels old in like a charming way they kind of strip away all the RPG elements and all the progression stuff so it's very much just like a it's got it's got skill trees and, and weapons that you can unlock and things like that but it's just it's just a straightforward action adventure game uh, with a lot of cool stealth um they did the stealth right then you you feel like that was well done well the and here's the other part always like high and low when they were great they were fun like still stab somebody and just like sit them down like that shit was fucking 
It's so, all really cool. You do all sorts of really cool stuff where you can, you know, approach how you're going to sneak into a compound. Like there's multiple ways to get in. It kind of Hitman-esque, you know, you can you can go through the, the, the side door or you can find an underground entrance. And there's like lots of ways to find your target. You do it your way. The problem is, and it's it's hard to it's hard to look at this game in a in a bubble, right? It exists amongst all of the other great games that are out right now. I started Assassin's Creed Mirage, and then I shelved it and played Spider-Man 2. Guess what game does stealth better? Guess what game does combat better? Guess what game does open world better? Guess what game does story better? <laughs> so like <laughs> I, I was really enjoying my time with Assassin's Creed, and it is a good game. It is a good game. And then I played Spider-Man 2, which is just about as fucking good of, a, of an open-world story-based action-adventure game as you can get, right? So now that I'm coming back to Assassin's Creed Mirage to wrap up my time with it, I just can't not see other games that do it better. That do it better? Yeah. And so, like, this game is all about the parkour, right? And you're, like, running around and jumping off of rooftops and wall running. And it's, like, all this shit that you can do in Spider-Man that works flawlessly. And in Assassin's Creed, I'm always grabbing the wrong ledge. And I'm always jumping the wrong way. And it feels just like Assassin's Creed always did. I always had that same problem with Assassin's Creed where I I wanted to do the really cool parkour stuff. And I'd end up humping a palm tree (laughs) trying to scale a wall, right? You know what I'm talking about? And it's like, I don't know. It's it's good. It really is good. It's a lot of fun, but it feels very double A in today's high class triple A environment. And, well, fortunately, it's a Ubisoft game, so it'll be ten bucks by Christmas. It will. It and it is absolutely worth that. Um, ten bucks. Well, I mean, it's, it's worth a Ubisoft more, game. They would slash those things way down. It will. It will it's be worth um, nine ninety nine. It's it's a it's a good game. I would say it's a great game. Um, there's a lot that it does well. The, the world is really cool. The world building is really awesome. There's some um, very interesting hidden areas. There's never anything cooler than scaling like the biggest temple in the city. And then you get that swirl around as the eagle, you know, all that really cool Assassin's Creed stuff is here. Um, it's just not, it's just not that polished experience that I'm getting from so many other areas. Climbing the building, like scaling in the parkour thing was fucking awesome in, in those games. I never got, it never got old. Yeah, I mean, and there's some really interesting things where you get some cool devices. Like you can get a, a blow dart that has, or no, it's it's one of your throwing knives that has like an acid tip to it. So you can throw your throwing knife at a dude um, from around a corner and it'll like disintegrate his body. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> which is really cool, right? Like, because that's part of it is like if you kill a guy and then somebody <laughs> stumbles upon and then all of a sudden hell rains down on you. So there's... You know, it's got it's got a lot of cool tricks to it, but none of it is new. And I, I, I am a guy that appreciates old school gaming. So I find a lot of charm in the fact that this game's just like, fuck it, man. We're like a 15-year-old Assassin's Creed that looks like a modern game. I do appreciate that, but it's not a revelation. It's not a it's not a step forward for the series in any real meaningful way. It's just a good I didn't one know of those that they again. Had that type of- chemical knowledge in Baghdad that you know way back then and you know I haven't finished the game but like there's they do things within it that allude to the fact that you're in the animus the animus is the device that sends you back in time and relive the the lives of your ancestors and so there are parts of the game where you're running around and you see like glitches in the animus and then the loading screen is still you like booting into the animus but at no point has this game attempted to fucking explain what that is. And I just, ah, it bothers me. Like, I really want, it's not giving me what kind of disappointed me with Assassin's Creed in, in, in the, the, when I jumped off, where it's just like, I loved those two concurrent stories that were moving in parallel. This is steeped 100% 
in the past, and that's kind of a bummer for me. I I think it would have done better had it been its own project from the start instead of a, a DLC that grew into this. Just Assassin's Creed in general you're talking about? No, like this game specifically. This started out as a DLC for Valhalla. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. And it kind of spun up into its own thing. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like some of your complaints could have been fixed if they would have just started with new thing, but I don't know. So I'm not never gonna play this game. It sounds generic <laughs> as fuck. So I don't want I don't want to shit on something I have not played myself. Uh-huh. So I'll preface that by saying to take this opinion with all the salt, the grains grains of salt. Uh, that sounds fucking boring. And I loved Odyssey for the relatable character and the combat and the RPG elements that was. The the world was too big. However, had that been a tighter experience, I think that would have been the peak of the formula. There were like amazing combat animations. I did like the weapon system even though it started to get into the numbers and higher numbers and rarity and stuff but i enjoyed it and the character was just top notch the writing was just so solid where i cared about all these side missions and it was you know fully voice acted in a way that it was really well done and it kept pulling me and pulling me and pulling me and, and i loved my time with it and then valhalla happened and fucked it all up in such a way that they thought oh all of this shit we've done is terrible no you didn't get the right fucking memo you listened to the flame Edge Lord, whatever the fuck they want to call, it. and the people who were like, "This fucking sucks." All we wanted was the first game. Like, you don't listen to those people. Keep the good and take away the bad. That's how you make a good recipe. You don't just throw the whole fucking thing out and make the first thing you ever made again. <laughs> and I think Get there's the a fuck world out of here. I think there's a world in which, I mean, Ubisoft is big enough, and they release a game every fucking year. I think there's a world in which both of those can exist, and maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they rotate a big RPG with one of these smaller things. But this is just... I feel bad, because I am enjoying it. I'm currently playing it, and I, I do enjoy it. But there, it, like, you're not wrong. There's a lot of vanilla here. Uh, the storyline exists just to get you to the next mission. Like, I will watch a, you know, a, a two-minute cutscene... And then immediately go into the menu to find out what my what my purpose is on this next mission. Because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about or why they want me to do what I'm doing. So I just need the icon to point me to where <laughs> I have to go kill more bad guys. Um, so, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Not how man is supposed to live with. Wolverine and Daredevil have been teased by the uh, creative director of Spider-Man, Brian Intihar, during a recent IGN interview. Um, if you guys, I mean, everybody knows that uh, Insomniac is making a Wolverine game, right? Right, right. But apparently there is a little bit of rumbling that uh, there might be something coming in line with Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil, of course, lives... In Hell's Kitchen, a pineapple which is, under the sea, which is a part of New York City, and Sp the Spider-Man game has all sorts of uh, Easter eggs and secrets um, of all sorts of different characters. You can go to Doctor Strange's house. Uh, you can go to the Wakanda Embassy, Sweet. and one of the places in the original games that you could go was the uh, the law offices of Matt Murdock. And that building is still there in the in the new Spider-Man 2 game. However, the nameplate has been taken off. And he was asked about this in an interview with IGN. And he did one of those little teasy, teasy things. Oh, good catch, you guys. Stay tuned. There might be more coming. Daredevil is one of my favorite Marvel characters. I loved, I loved this character when I was a kid. I thought that Netflix series was just freaking outstanding. It was great. Um, the the prospect of Insomniac doing more with Marvel is very exciting because they've they've shown their pedigree that they can they can do not just great action but like great storytelling with these characters. 
I'm so excited to see what they do in the X-Men universe. Wolverine is like my most anticipated game right now. The idea of them doing Daredevil is like, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Are you guys Marvel fans? I, I We don't really ever talk about that. Do you guys, you guys enjoy this stuff? I burned out on Marvel a long time ago. Like pre-movie stuff huh? or during the movie stuff? Or? During the movie stuff. Okay. And I'm still very much in support of Spider-Man. Still love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been my favorite forever. So, you know, he's grandfathered in Spider-Man. <laughs> we're, we're, we're chums. I read that you put this on here and I'm like, as long as this isn't all they do... Insomniac can as you? long as the, yeah as long as they don't just become the Marvel game studio because I'll burn out on that shit too like well it's interesting because like is it EA that's doing Iron Man right there's an Iron Man game in development I right? didn't Christ, know that I did not that's hear by, that that's uh, yeah, by Motive that's right, Studios the guy that did the Dead Space really the Dead Space remake yep they're doing Iron yep. Man I feel like there's that. something. Oh yeah, there's like a Black Panther Captain America game coming from. Where do you Excuse hear me. all this shit? I am not tuned into the right news sources. Wow. But the Iron Man, I remember being... hearing about, but not the others. Yeah, they're all being done by different developers. So, right. What I find so curious is that obviously Insomniac is a PlayStation studio. A Spider-Man is a is a PlayStation exclusive. Wolverine is a PlayStation exclusive. How wide can they even cast that net? Because Marvel is everything, right? There's like Marvel is infinite. There's so much shit they can do with Marvel. It, I, I'm very curious how much of that gets locked down. What happened with the Spider-Man license? Uh, that they got it back. It was Fox, and then they were trying to get it back to Disney with every all the other characters, right? Is did that happen? Oh no, like that, the movie shit. That was like Sony. Owned, yeah, the Sony stuff. owns the Spider-Man rights. So who owns it now? Still Sony. Still I think Sony, it's still Sony. Sony. They just plays work together. To make, yeah, yeah, they Sony play. They play nice to put Tom Holland in in Avengers movies. Exactly. Okay. While they sit there and make Venom films. <laughs> and <laughs> and create that's a vampire. A, that's one. a shame. Um, I need to tell you that Marvel stuff is dope. And fuck it, just do more superhero shit. Good story, great excuse to do fun things in a gaming world. And everybody loved this shit before, so you have the nostalgia factor. And there's so much content to make games from. Every fucking superhero has a billion fucking arch nemeses. And just do it right, just like Spider-Man. And more characters deserve the Spider-Man treatment, which is very much well done. But other characers, do it. Fuck it. Do it. I'm well, not we'll, burned as out As long on as Marvel. they can stay. As long as, as they long can as they do can it can... right. Yeah, sure. As long as they can do something to make it unique or special or great yeah you know? i mean and, and insomniac i'm not worried about that but like i would be super bummed out if insomniac just started churning out marvel titles that would bum me right the fuck out well and you've got a valid point is like these games take five six years, years to make you know? insomniac is really good at like rotating projects and 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 having yeah. their team focus on multiple things at once but they'd have to grow and split. they would have to grow. Yeah. Right. That's not exactly. a recipe for success, by the way. I mean, they're already play. way bigger than I thought they were because we got a damn good ratchet and clank in between all these Spider-Man games, these three Spider-Man projects. I will I, I will say that um, after playing Miles Morales, which was a shorter, more condensed mm -hmm. experience, I would absolutely be down for smaller games in the Marvel oh, Universe. They don't all have yeah. to be as big as like a Spider-Man or a Spider-Man right. 2. That would be a give, smart move. Yeah, give yeah, me like a great. give me an eight hour Daredevil game turn that around in you know four years. I'd yeah, be more totally. than happy with that. Fuck you. Four years for eight hours. Jesus. Alright. Uh, but yeah, no. It's almost like making games is hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know but eight. I mean. So I put in a poll recently without knowing any of this stuff. Um that what would you want to see next in the Megadad's Discord? Join in on the conversation, everyone. A poll which uh, superheroes should come next. And it was like Fantastic Four, Done Right, or Daredevil, or whatever. So, yeah, Daredevil is, is 
pretty exciting and uh i'm looking forward to what they do next with the superhero stuff i'm not burned out yet but i haven't seen every single show and movie that's that's come out yeah i've seen the good ones i've seen loki oh the winter soldier you know uh falcon or whatever was pretty bad but i think that there is very good characters and very good stories to tell and the action's always dope so i don't know what people are complaining about as i mean it's not reaching the heights that it once reached but i mean come on like people act way too much like like marvel's putting out trash and it's it's not it's just they ruined us that infinity war shit was fucking amazing and we're all it's like we're never gonna hit that that same high again like sorry well like here okay i'll talk about my my thing when they started out and I was still super on board with all these Marvel films and things, they were good individual films that did tie back to each other on the back end. Mm -hmm. It wasn't (laughs) necessary. They they were still kind of uh, one foot in, one foot out. Like this could still go bad. Now everything just feels too interwoven where I feel like if I go see it, like one, I need to watch everything leading to that point. And two, like, I may not even get resolution on some stuff unless I go see this other character's yeah. movie. That's, and- That's a bad thing. I like. That it's shit. a lot of content. It's it's a it's a it's you know what I was t- talking I about with Assassin's it's... Creed. Like that's just like a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, I on somebody's plate. It is if true. it can't stand well enough on its own, then it's not built well. Like it shouldn't need other pieces to hold it up. Good point. No, I get it. Is, is my thing. And the understanding now is that the other pieces will be around. So it's like they're designed to be load bearing and it works like it's a system where everything is holding up everything else. And it's like, I don't, I don't have time for this. I just want to watch a movie. (laughs) Okay. But now I can just do that because, you know, I can just watch the Spider-Verse movies instead and just be okay. There you go. Will, what's your caboose? It doesn't feel the most seasonally appropriate yet, but I don't think we've taken the time to gush about it on this podcast, but... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is really fucking good. Is it? I haven't seen it. I shit you not. I need to see it. For me, 10 out of 10 no notes. Really? Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen as, I guess, producer, money guy, helps to write. I I think he understands Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles more than anyone who's had the reins. Perhaps ever. (laughs) Since, like, the guys who came up with it in the first place. Hmm. As far as, you know, he's... He's a small part in the movie, but really, yeah, no, it's so good. It's so good, and like, it's a movie that I would never imagine in like a hundred years would come out of this franchise. The emphasis is on the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The people, the movie—it's so visually interesting. Like, the people are fucking hideous. They're fucking hideous, but it works. Everything <laughs> works. It's so good. And like, I don't know. Are we, <laughs> it's got the inevitable tease in the credits for, you know, the next one. Nice. Get it. Get it. I did in the living room, like scream. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see this. Oh, shit. this is, um, this is my next watch. Like, I, um, I had heard mixed things, but I wanted to like it. Um, you had you should you posted anyone uh, who gave you mixed opinions, kick them in the testicles. Yeah, they're, they're wrong. wrong. Adam spread like, them. The everything is a risk, and they all work. The big combat scenes don't have combat scene music, Ooh. and they're better for it. Mm. Like. I th- it's so goddamn good. I think you Jackie posted. Chan kills uh, it as Splinter. He does. I think you posted one time in the Mega Dad's Discord. Join, <laughs> join to get, yeah. join to get in on the conversation. You yeah. you posted the soundtrack for the movie. One of the yes. one of the uh, 
the songs is called uh, Sexy Train by the Northern Boys. You need to listen to Sexy Train by the Northern Boys. And then you need to also watch Pete and Bass. It's all on a YouTube channel. Uh, If you go, if you also Google Sindhu World, S-I-N-D-H-U, S-I-N-D-H-U, World. You will have like, a great time. Yeah, this music is fantastic. <laughs> I know it's not like a new movie or anything, but you can stream it now. It's on Paramount. It's so fucking good. If you oh haven't, do yourself a favor and just watch it. Oh my! Listen to me, Adam. You have to listen to this song. I'm giving it to you in the chat. I'm gonna keep going. It's from the movie. I've seen it. I've seen the movie multiple. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. There's no way they played this during the movie. It has to be some type of like interlude music thing. With the app that's going to help me sleep through the night. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Mega Dad's Live. Um, I just want to say it's been a blast talking with you guys. Staying, staying up late. We usually do this in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Poured myself a nice drink. Emptied out the glass. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to youtube.com slash megadads because tomorrow is extra life day (gasps) so we are going to be playing games all day long over on youtube.com slash megadads raising money for kids having a good time i'm putting the ball pit back in the living room we're going to have our megadads rock concert so we want you watching along make sure you're subscribed antonio wants you to be a part of the discord antonio how do they do that um we used to point people toward the twitter <laughs> so that doesn't exist anymore why don't you tell me because i don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to get people there anymore i was always like go to the twitter the fucking links in the app. all right you it's gotta me. go you go to fifth and lincoln <laughs> there's a guy <laughs> named steve on the corner now the steve with the glasses the steve without him or with sunglasses don't talk to that's him. a cop he's gonna get you in prison yeah that is a police. He'll point you over to Sergio, who's going to let no. you in the alley. Yeah. You got to talk to Cool Steve. Then <laughs> you got to give somebody a HJ real quick, and then he'll let you in the door. <laughs> or it's in the fucking description of How the do video we get... here. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the... yeah or maybe it's in the description. It's in the description the of the there. video on YouTube. I forgot that you put it there. My bad. <sighs> it's late. It's late. I got to go to bed. Leave a comment. Say something Leave a comment, shitty. like, subscribe, <laughs> follow us on Discord, follow us on all the things follow will around social in media is a fucking land that he goes uh, to wasteland that's it that's all i got that's it oh my god bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> good job <laughs>